This isn't an original Spartan Dog 97 thought. Uh, like most of my thoughts, they are cribbed off of other more creative, smarter people. Um, but but Sarge brought this up, Sarge MSU. And I I think he makes a I think he makes a really solid point here. Okay. When when Tucker gets up at a podium after after mauling a clock. I mean, he beat that clock worse. That clock, I mean, his clock management is like, his clock management looks like Rihanna in 2011. I mean, just awful. Fucking awful. Uh, And he gets up there and he goes, well, it's a problem of execution. It's November. It is November. It is mid-November. If it's a problem of execution in September, fine. If it's a problem of execution in November, it's on you. Just once. He did it before. I, want, I wanted him to go up and say, it's on me. I, I fucked up. The staff fucked up. We're going we're gonna to fix it. And instead, he does coach speak and is, well, it, they just didn't, the players just didn't execute. If your plan is shitty, then why should the players execute it? I just don't get it. I, I, you know, it's yesterday was really frustrating. Not because, not because it ruined the season. Okay. The season was a cataclysmic failure. Well, before the, well, before yesterday, well, before the tunnel incident. Okay, this season was already a massive, massive, massive failure. To to double down on what is clearly bad strategy and pass the buck onto your players is is reprehensible. I tweeted this yesterday. Uh, The honeymoon is over. The honeymoon's been over. Okay. But yesterday, benefit of the doubt time is over. You need to prove it, okay? Look at what's going on in College Station right now. All the talent in the world can't save you if you're a shitty coach. You need to figure it out. I'm done giving you the benefit of the doubt. I'm done. You need to make serious changes to this staff. You have you have the most perfect out that any, that any coach could ever have. You were hiring under a specter of a once-in-a-century pandemic. There was so much uncertainty about what was going to happen that you took what you could. You hoped it would work out. It didn't. Now you need to go find guys elsewhere. That's that's where I'm at. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if I'm being harsh or or what, but it, it's prove it time. It it's prove this offseason is the most consequential offseason of Mel Tucker's tenure. I am usually the uh let's all relax and uh take a step back and look at things. I'm I was not that after yesterday. 
I thought that beyond, you know, the bad special teams play, beyond whatever you want to say, Mel, I mean, Mel Tucker's late game decisions ended up costing Michigan State that game. Uh, and I will say, for the most part, like, he said that when they attempted the the 19-yard field goal, they were actually trying to score. That looks worse on you. Yeah, that looks way worse. So it, It's almost like Mel needs to do what George Costanza did in the episode of Seinfeld, where whatever his gut instinct is telling him to do, to do the fucking opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about that game. I mean... 200 special teams yards is so ridiculous. Um, your your defense allowed two passing yards, or two. I'm sorry, two pat two completions for 31 yards. That was it in the entire game. So clearly, I, this goes to me. This goes beyond. Uh, oh, you you don't have enough talent, or you don't have whatever. Like you don't lose that game. You're up 24 to 7 at half. You just got to keep your foot on the gas and keep playing. And I I really I mean I really don't have much else to say about it. I mean I was there. I was there during the first half and it was freezing so we left at halftime. But um uh I, I don't have anything else pretty much to say about that. Like we 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 allowed Tom Allen to run around and be happy. Fucking uh, Fucking on, our, Ted on, Lasso. Our on our field on our senior day we got that's punked. All I have to say. that's all i have to say we got punked by ted lasso on senior day and it it brings me back to i think what a bigger issue of this team was last year it's one of coach izzo's favorite sayings this team was fucking fat as fuck and they were sassy as fuck and i don't know how you can look at at this season and prove otherwise they walked around like they thought their shit did not stink. And that extends to the staff. Fucking remember NF Talks? That, that, it, it, it starts with you, Mel. Like, you know, as much as the, the Sakar picks are cool, when you have a when you have an all pro running back that you can fall back on, but when rubber meets the road, you're you're a five hundred coach. You there you need to fucking figure it out. I'm sorry. Like n- no more cigar picks, no more NF tucks. I you there needs to be some serious work to be done. A Mark Dant, as bad as it, as bad as the end of that of that D'Antonio era was, a D'Antonio coach team does not lose that game. I'm sorry, they don't. Okay, whatever. I get it. Illinois. He he lost some duds uh, his first couple of years, but I I get the I get I get the the genesis. Or I get the overall meaning of it, but I didn't watch the game. I didn't go to the game. I had my ticket. I should have given it away for I pretty much told anyone who wanted they could have it. Um I really didn't care. I, I watched the first half at uh Chili's and Portage. Shout out Chili's if you're listening, sponsor the pod. 
Um, and you know, it's 24 seven. And like most of us, I'm like, okay, all right, we should, we should handle these guys should be all right. And then I go see a movie and, uh, you know, I'm about to go to the movie and I think we're, we're up a touchdown. And then we were the only ones in the theater. So I kept my phone and my watch on silent, of course, in theater mode, just because I still respect, respect sitting next to my wife. And, uh, I just kind of knew, like, it was weird. I just kind of felt like, I don't know if this is our day. This, this just feels like a weird thing. We don't deserve to win this if we blow this lead. I mean, we blew, we blew two 17-point leads. That's bad, no matter who you are. Um, I, Boy, we are going to get worked this, this Saturday. It's Our season is going to end in, in five days. Um, or six days, but yeah, six days. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. Like I've been in a lot of my predictions this year, but a performance like this, a meltdown like this, and especially allowing almost 200 yards on special teams, um, Ross Ells doesn't deserve to make it to, to next week. He doesn't, but he will, he will, he's going to make it. But if he's not fired, okay, this is, this is going to lead into my, big thought that I think can kind of keep us going in this conversation of football for now. <clears throat> Excuse me. If Mel doesn't make substantial changes heading into the spring workouts, he's on my hot seat for 2023. And if we're in, if we're a year from now talking about five and six fighting for our bowl life on the last week of the season, I'm probably going to be in a much worse mood and willing to say, hey, Matt, uh, cut the check. It's time. Here, here ultimately, I, it, here's ultimately what I struggle with, okay? It is that I, I, I still think Tucker is the guy. The infrastructure he's built, the, the advancements he's made to the program – and the emphasis on the portal, NIL money, and, and recruiting, right? MSU's still recruiting very well, okay? And, like, Dante Moore hasn't shut the door completely yet. You know, so who knows? But, yeah, I, I mean, Ross Al's, I mean, shit. Ross Ells is is probably one of the worst, probably one of the worst coaches in America. A lot of teams don't even have a dedicated special teams coordinator. It's embarrassing that MSU does and had that performance against a lifeless Indiana team. That Indiana team has been fucking lifeless. And we allowed a couple good returns and gave them a pulse. You you single-handedly resurrected because you let Peyton Thorne be a little bitch baby during practice. That's what it comes down to. The the team was fat and sassy because no one no one made them pay for it. They, they're only gonna bite, they're only gonna they're only gonna be allowed to do what they get away with. Do you think the tunnel fight happens if they don't get their fucking asses kicked in practice after the Washington game? 
There's no, no edge. This, this team doesn't have that dog in them. They don't have that dog in them. And I'll tell that's, you who. That's who, ultimately a Mel Tucker issue. There's one guy. There are three guys that I can think of that give a fuck. Four. Three to four guys. Elijah Collins. That's what Al Halliday. Yeah. No, I don't mean zeros and zero people. Yeah. Elijah Collins, Cal Halliday, Xavier Henderson, and Jacob Slade. Those are the only four people, five, I guess, if we want to count Bryce. Those are the only five people who give a fuck. Really. Keon. I'll throw Keon in there. I think Keon does. He does. Keon does. Yeah. Six people on a roster of 90 plus that want to be there. That's an issue. And I'll that's tell you. An, that's an issue that extends beyond talent. Ten. I'm, I'm over number ten completely. Oh, Peyton Thorne, get the fuck out. I don't care. Hey, I'll fucking, Thorne, I'm done using I, numbers. I will Peyton welcome Thorne, you to, to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Get the fuck out. He's awful. He... He's Peyton Thorne is a one read quarterback. You saw it on that fourth and two. Who was his primary read? Keon Coleman. Because what did he do? Not throw it to a wide open Jaden Reed to get the easy first down. He forced a he forced a ball 20 yards downfield. That was still high. He still overthrew Keon Coleman into double coverage. I'm fourth down. off to Keon. Like that's that's he walks in for a touchdown. Jaden Reed does. Yeah. All you got to do is dump it off, and you get a passing touchdown. Work smarter, not harder. He. <laughs> but again, he's the fattest and the sassiest of them all. You know what's funny is, you know, Kenneth Walker, our king, was there, and they showed Peyton clapping and cheering, like, yeah, because you know, deep down that. If you didn't have him in your backfield, you probably would have been booed off the field after the first game this year that you sucked. We Kenneth Walker masked Peyton Thorne being a serviceable quarterback at best. And I knew he had what he broke the all-time touchdown record for single season last year, right? Yeah. But okay. again, he had Good. something to prove. Brett, yeah. Brett has been saying this the whole season. Peyton Thorne performed better because Anthony Russo was breathing down his neck. Yeah. Peyton Thorne spent this entire offseason knowing he was the guy. And look what it got. No position on that field should be safe at any time. Not at this point in the season. Not at this Let point in the season. Let anybody play next week, honestly. Mel Tucker needs to Here's the problem, and and I get, I understand and agree with the logic of still hoping for a bowl even at five and seven. We could still get one. I would argue that a bowl is good for the short-term goals of continuing to develop the long players, but it would be long, it would be damaging long-term to the program. Because, okay, we go five, we get spanked next week in Happy Valley, like I think we're all expecting to, right? 
So we go five and seven. We get into fucking whatever bowl, uh, the bullshit, the shit bowl in in fucking I don't know Portland, Maine, <laughs> against Arkansas State or whatever. <clears throat> so we do that. Do do you really think Keaton Hauser is going to get reps with the ones? No. Do you think that? Well, uh, do you think that? Do you think that Dylan Tatum and Jane Mangum are going to get run in the backfield? Yeah, I mean they do already. They, they do, do already, but do you think they're going to be a significant part of the defensive game plan? Do you Maybe. think? Do you think that Cap is? Do you think that Cap is just going to overhaul the offensive line and and install the players he wants for next season? Because I don't think so. I don't know. So what would, you know, ultimately, ultimately, like, yeah, the younger players get three more weeks of practice. Great. But if they have to learn a new scheme anyway, because you're firing your offensive coordinator, you know, this is what, this is what it comes down to. Right. All, I understand. Okay. Everyone gets so touchy around bowl eligibility. Right. Oh, the seniors deserve it. The kids deserve it. The only two people who fucking deserve to play a bowl game are Xavier Henderson and Elijah Collins. So maybe we can run them out to to other programs <laughs> where they'll be able to like play for people. Well, they'll be able to play with teammates who give a fuck. <laughs> I like well, I sure. I get it. I get the logic. I get it, but. Ultimately, I don't really see, I don't really see, I don't really see the, I don't really see the, the benefit. Okay. I get it. Three weeks of practice. Fine. But it, if you're firing Jay Johnson, why are you going to put Kaiten Hauser in there for three weeks of learning a scheme he's going to have to unlearn? I, I don't know if Peyton Thorne would even go to the bowl game. I think he's done after next week. I Good. think he's entering the portal. Like, I'll help you fucking pack, dude. November 28th, I think he's entering the portal. We'll probably see a lot of guys enter the portal. Yeah, I will help them all fucking pack. Combo, welcome. Thank you. How about about them cowboys? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're we're wrapping up our football discussion. Uh, I called this football team fat, uh, to borrow a phrase from from Tom Izzo, fat and sassy. Is Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. That out of all the um disappointing performances they've had this year, I think last year was not even close. That was by far the worst. You can't blow a seventeen point lead at home to Indiana. Twice. 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 All right. Twice. And they gave up what, thirty how many passing yards did they give up? Thirty one. Thirty yeah, that's that's literally is like unheard of. Like if you look at the box score, like the ESPN box score. And you ignore the final score of the game, you would have thought we win by like multiple touchdowns. Right. We had two 100 plus yard rushers, and Peyton Thorne, as much as I dislike him, he threw for over, he threw for 300 yards. Right. Like, but then Indiana bounces at it with the 200 yards on special teams. So, like I said, I didn't watch most of it. I'm glad I didn't. Um, it's depressing, but. 
I don't know. I mean, we're going to get our ass beat Saturday. Penn State, what they won, 55 to 10? Yeah. I think we lose, but the, I will, I'll give us a slight chance just because James Franklin is still the coach. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> I mean, remember when, remember when D'Antonio, the, the, the Antonio era was dead and we beat them at Penn State? Yeah. Felton, Felton Davis, I think, went off. Yeah, Lewerke to Davis. Yeah, I was on my honeymoon then. Yeah. I remember watching that in L.A. Um, like, <clears throat> so, I mean, I think at, I think no matter what your record is, you do, you should, like, if someone does say go to the turd punch bowl, like, do it just to get the extra practice in for the young kids. And you never know. Like, it could be that thing where, like, you know, Jay Johnson is fired, you know, in a week and uh, Ross Ells is, and then you just kind of maybe roll with, with the, the regular offense. And then I know, like you said, they don't want to learn that scheme again, but you know, Kate and these guys have been practicing this offense. So like, I mean, do you really care? Just, just give it a shot. A little bit of bowl revenue money can't hurt. That schools lose schools lose money on like ninety percent of bowls. If you're not going to a New Year's Six or like the or like the tier below New Year's Six, it's it's it you're losing money on it on the whole. Unless the Quick Lane Bowl says hello, whatever. I I'd go watch it. I I would actually probably go to that. I would I would go. Yeah, let's all go. I would I would go, (laughs) but I don't think that's. I don't think that's in the cards. I think we'll do a bacon wire live remote show. Uh, some <laughs> December, some it'll be like the the first the first bowl on like a twelve o'clock bowl on December twenty first, <laughs> which is cool. We get our season over with faster. Um, let's pivot from the awful ba- uh, football talk. You know, we all thought our combo. I'm sure you were with us on this. I I was saying we were all saying last week that. If we were talking today and MSU basketball was two and two, we feel pretty good about things. But yeah, I agree. I mean, holy shit, we did it. You you were there. Uh, you went you went to the Champions Classic in uh, in Indianapolis. We beat Oscar Shibway and Kentucky by a score of eighty six to seventy seven in double overtime. A fucking awesome game. Um. We'll talk about that game first. Uh, Combo, I want what you were there. You were live on the scene. What What do you think? Like, just just give us all your thoughts because I know you've been talking about it. They just um, they kept taking every swing from Kentucky and they kept punching back the entire game. Like, there were so many times during that game that I was like, we were we were hanging tough, and I was like, oh man, we're just coming up short. And then you know they had the Malik Hall dunks to end regulation on the first overtime. They just they just kept punching back the entire game. That was the thing I was most impressed with because they were down. The game was over. Like Kentucky had that wrapped up like three or four different times. Yeah, I think they went up like five points late in the game, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. This this sucks. This doesn't feel good. They even went up in the the second overtime. I think when Tashibwe fouled out, they were up. Were they up three or four in the second? They were up, they were up four. five points. They were up five at one point. They were up five again. And then Tyson Walker answered with that three. Yeah, that was a huge. That was a huge. Or no, shot. he tied the game. He tied it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I I thought there wouldn't be any gamesmanship between Izzo and and uh, Cal, 
I don't think there really was, but they're pretty believe... good. They're pretty good friends. So. Oh yeah, but I, I believe I didn't think there'd be any bullshit like with the Seton Hall coach a couple but, years yeah, ago. Yeah, Miles Powell. Yeah, when he said, um, "Yeah, he, there's no way he's playing his, or whatever," and then he comes his out. Knee is, his knee is attached just by the bone. He's not yeah. gonna make it. And then he goes off for like what 35 points. Um, yeah. No, but I think Ashibwe was a full go no matter what. He, I, he's a he's a monster. I mean, he still had he still played like 35 minutes and put up huge yeah. numbers. So I mean, if that's him being rusty, that's freaking scary. Yeah, he put 34 <laughs> minutes, he had 22 and 18. He had a couple blocks too. Like he I I don't I wasn't aware of his him until last year. Was he this good at West Virginia? No, he was definitely he was. I mean, he was a decent player, but he's like okay. when he transferred to Kentucky, I thought he was a good pickup for them. But I never would have guessed he would be the national player of the year or anything. Um, I mean, my thoughts. This was the most fun I had watching MSU basketball since Cassius. Yeah, not that's, even close. Not that's even not close. that's not a high bar. No offense to, you know, the team, but. Like, that was probably the most fun I've had watching a game since probably. I mean, the Michigan game was fun last year at maybe, home. Yeah, maybe the that Duke, stretch the where Duke we game beat, during COVID was fun. Maybe that stretch but, where we beat Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was pretty fun. I mean. That we, was fun, but that was, like. Ugly, ugly basketball. It was, it was, <laughs> and it was such a depressing season that, like, yeah. one we, you needed more than a one-week run to make up for that season. Right. Um. Yeah, but I was really impressed with Joey Hauser rebounding after a pretty bad Gonzaga game, and I ragged on him. I did, and I'll eat my shit. He's, I was, he's been I'm a Hauser, big Hauser supporter, and I was trashing him on Twitter during the game. I was like, I've had <laughs> enough of this shit. Because the first seven minutes, he it's missed awful. like three or four shots. He gave up a couple defensive rebounds. And I was like, all right, I've had enough of this defending them. And then he hit like two or three threes the next five minutes. And I was like, all right. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think something clicked after that Gonzaga game where Izzo and the staff were like, oh shit, like you're not, you're not a center, like you're a spot up shooter. So we're just going to start using you as a spot up shooter. And that game just, I mean, he was so bad in that game, but that, that game just wasn't for him because it was being played outside. Playing it, was like, yeah. it was not a, it was not a shooting environment. Yeah, It's literally like they were playing on like a, a pickup basketball court. Yeah. When it's windy, <laughs> when it's windy outside. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you like, if you guys have ever done, you have to like aim your, you get, I don't know, it messes with your mind. You have to like aim your shot. You don't shoot it like a normal, like you're in a gym. You like, it's like you're kicking a field goal almost. No. You have to like aim it to the left of the rim so that it blows in. And didn't Gonzaga lose? Uh, Gonzaga got, got worked by Texas the other night. Last Texas, yeah, Chris Beard. Uh, they're, beat, they're beating Kentucky right now though by six. No shit. It's, it's only five minutes in, but. Oh, and I can't wait for December fourth when they play Michigan. That's going to be fun. Oh, that to Sheepway might go for forty and twenty. Versus he's going to work Hunter Dickinson, man. He's yeah. going to smoke that kid. Yeah, but Dickinson's going to hit a baby hook over uh, the backup center, <laughs> the freshman, and then flex, and then do the two, and then do the, and then do do the two small thing. Yeah, do the two small thing. That's what he does to his grinder hookups too. To, to his rejected grinder hookups. Dickinson's gonna do that to Carson Cooper and East Lansing in January when they're down like twenty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, Dickinson's gonna dunk over like one of the, the Obi Toppin's little brother and just flex, and then a Sheboy comes in and just 
fucking blocks like five shots. <laughs> um, but I, I really like how we finished that game against Kentucky. It was and my man, Izzo Izzo's out of bounds plays were masterful. Like yeah, that was that like, one to, to send it to double OT. Holy shit. That was yeah, that was like vintage. That was best coaching game. I mean, he was dying. He, he Calipari, I think, is a good coach, and he outcoached him like crazy. Though. Oh, he got worked. It the the more the game went on, Izzo's Izzo's coaching substantially just exceeded Calipari's. Like it just right. you could tell who's the better coach. And I love like watching the replay of that out of bound or the inbounds play. Well, you can you can see Izzo just literally sitting on the bench like this. Oh, he knew it was working. He's like, he's "This like, is gonna fucking work." Yeah, he's like, "I drew that shit up." That's <laughs> awesome. Just like points at the bench, like, "Yeah, see that shit." I thought one of my favorite things was like, I think there was like five minutes left, and Kentucky hit a three to go up five, and they had like all the momentum, and Izzo immediately called timeout, and like. I'm usually a huge Izzo defender, but one thing that drives me nuts with him sometimes is he waits too long to call timeouts. Oh, yeah. And, like, he called timeout immediately there, settled him down, like, and we came right back and tied it up, like, a minute later. Like, yeah, I mean, I will like, forever get pissed off and about the Middle Tennessee State game, how he let that get to 15-2. to two. Yeah. And then finally he's like, maybe I should call a timeout here. Yeah. Um. Carter, you've been pretty – like, what do you guys – what are your thoughts on the game? Like, Yeah, the Kentucky game showed me – Spartan Dog earlier said the football team doesn't have that dog in them. The basketball <laughs> team does. They they rallied when they were down. They didn't they – didn't, they didn't hang their heads. They didn't say, oh, well, they have the better players, so we'll just – you know, we'll just let – we'll just let this – let them win this game. No, no, they they fought. They fought on defense. You know, I love the energy this team plays with. Like, if they're down and they go on a run to go up like two or three and the other team calls timeout, they are all going up to each other. They're fired up. They're throwing their hands in the air. They're dapping each other up. Like, this team likes playing with each other, and I think that matters a lot. Yeah, Steven Izzo was bouncing around like someone just fed him a pixie stick. He's like all, <laughs> o- he's all over the place during those timeouts. I love how he's coaches. I, I love how he's, his dad's get-back guy. that's his role on the team yeah that's another thing though like that game honestly for both sides the msu kentucky game for both sides was awfully officiated yeah we i mean we were the beneficiaries of some calls they were the beneficiaries of some calls i was losing my mind it just there were some times where i felt like kentucky got some phantom fouls just because you know one of our one of our guards got into a defending position against one of theirs and send them to the free throw line. I was just losing my mind at that. I mean, we knew, we knew Shibway was going to get an all American whistle, right? I mean, that's yeah. just, that's how it goes. Right. Yeah. But that play versus, uh, that play versus Cooper where he like elbowed the oh, shit yeah. out of him. Yeah. Oh my God. And then Cooper got called for the foul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, don't you, you breathe touch our boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who the fuck are you? You're not, pre- you're not supposed to breathe on Oscar Shibway. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? What combo? What did you think of the Kentucky fans? How how were they? I'm curious. Man, they were. I was like, I was obviously going to be on cloud nine if we won, no matter what. But like, <laughs> there were so many Kentucky fans that just kept chanting "Go Big Blue" the entire freaking game, and so oh my god, it was so amazing just seeing them so pissed off after the game. <laughs> Literally, the every single one of them just running into them, or while grabbing a beer, going to the bathroom. They were just all bitching about Calipari. Like they're so sick and tired of him. I mean, did God, the message boards after the game? 
Yeah, they were lighting them up. <laughs> and they're getting worked. I mean, it's only eight minutes in, but they're getting worked by Gonzaga right now. They're down 19 to eight. Oh, boy. Mm. Well, and what's funny, yeah, they haven't won a title in 10 years, and they act like they're the most – they're like a poverty program because of him. <laughs> they have yeah, – they're, they're yeah, their fans are crazy, though. They've – like, I get, you know, last year when they lost as a 2 seed to a 15 seed, that's obviously, you know, he deserves criticism. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. They're crazy. They, I don't. I don't. I mean, I think he, who who are you going to hire to replace them? It's the same thing I said to people when they wanted Izzo gone. You got, if you have a good name lined up, but people people don't even think that. Well, I I think part of the problem is too is that for like most of Calipari's tenure is like Kentucky was like was like the Kansas of the SEC, right? Like it was very rare that they weren't that they weren't going to be that they weren't going to hang a conference banner bare minimum. Right. Right. And now you look at around in the SEC, you have Tennessee, you have Arkansas, you have Alabama, uh, you have Auburn, you have these, you know, there's real, the SEC is as deep as I think it's probably ever been. And like Cal, Cal just really hasn't adjusted. Right. I mean, he, his game is one and done's and time and again, the past five, 10 years, what wins you championships experience? Yeah. So, That's why he needs to make a run this year, though, because he's he's never had a team like this year. With, yeah. with four seniors on it. That's like illegal for Cal Party. <laughs> one and Duns can get you to the final four. And yeah, one and Duns can get you close, but when it but when it's but when it's dagger time, you need those guys who have been in the trenches. Um, you know? Unless you land like an Anthony Davis like he did. You can't have seven you can't have 17-year-olds dribbling the ball in clutch time. It's not gonna it's a lot of the times it's not gonna end well for you. No, the best mix is like what MSU will have next year because they'll have like Hogard, Aikens, Sissoko, all those guys, and then they'll add Booker. Like when you have all those seniors and juniors, and then you add one, one or two star freshmen. That's the best mix, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. Um, let's talk about the Villanova game real quick because how we all related how MSU finished the Kentucky game. Boy, it was like the exact opposite for the Villanova game. I, you know. We have like our little podcast chat, and I was full blown melting down when we blew that lead. I'm like, oh man, we're gonna fucking lose. Like, it just felt like Villanova was gonna hit some dagger three. You knew they were shooting a three in the last possession too. Like, oh yeah, bet my life. Yeah, Izzo, Izzo was. uh, I thought they they defended it really well. Like, he knew 100. percent He just, I think he told his guys, watch the three. Like, like we could. I think they could live with if they dish it down low for a layup, like, I think he could live with that, but like, yeah, definitely watch out for the three. I don't know if it was the best decision, but you know, whatever Villanova is going to be, that might be a win where it's going to look better throughout the year. Like they, they, they might take their lumps some more, but I think it could look pretty good in March. Once they get their two of their top players back. Yeah. That could look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're stud freshman broke his thumb. So he's, He might not even play until after the holidays. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, but boy, I, you know, I, there were some good moments. I mean, Madi had a pretty, didn't have a great night, but he wasn't necessarily needed per se. I guess, you know, um, Tyson Walker, you know, twenty-two points in thirty-four minutes, so efficient. And every time we needed a basket down the stretch, he was hitting it. That's and, the thing. That's the thing, Lucas. Yes. The last, I think the last two games, a couple of the questions about MSU have been answered. I know it's early in the year, 
but some of those question marks look like they could have answers. One is like, where does this team find perimeter shooting? You saw them do it against Villanova. I don't know Villanova isn't like the Villanova of years past, but I mean, they were still knocking down threes at a super efficient clip against them. And then the other thing is Michigan State has a go-to guy now, and it's Tyson Walker. He's he's become that guy. They went to him at the end of the – they drew up the play for him against Gonzaga. They went to him at the end of the Kentucky game. They they ran things through him in the end of the Kentucky game. And then they called on him to go get them buckets at the end of the Villanova game as well. So there's your guy right there. Now I think the next question is where does this team find rebounding? And I think they played really good defense for 36 minutes of that game. And then the last four minutes, they were allowing a lot of shots to go in and not a lot of resistance. So. And, and personally, Carter Combo, I'm I'm not sure about you guys. You know, you guys know I love a lot more ball than I do. I will defer to you. But I, personally, I'm willing to chalk that up to fatigue. I yeah, mean, I was gonna say three playing, guys played like Hauser played 46 minutes versus Kentucky. Yeah, I think. Ho- well, uh, three guys played over 40 minutes, which is that never happened. Hogard I mean, played. Hogard played 46, and I think um, Walker probably played a lot too. Walker played 42, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. And even like Maddie, I think played like low 30s. Yeah. I think, which is the most he's ever played by far. He played 10 minutes with four fouls. I mean, honestly, like that's one thing that hasn't been discussed yet. Like Mati Sissoko playing for. 10, 12 minutes with four fouls is unbelievably Unreal. impressive. Yeah. Versus a good team, too, not a cupcake. Imagine, right. if, Versus... he hit, imagine if he hit that uh, Euro step dunk. <laughs> oh, my God. I stood up in my chair and was ready to just go nuts if he had finished that. Sissoko gave Timmy a lot of problems, and then he gave Oscar Shibway all he could handle. So that's been a really that's been a really cool development with this season, too. It's only a couple games, but like I can literally never think of a bigger jump from one season to the next than Matty Sissoko. We'll see if he keeps. Obviously, he didn't. We wasn't great Friday, but he was still good defensively, though. On he Friday. was solid. I mean, the buck the buckets just weren't falling, but no, that's right. because that's because they were falling literally everywhere else on the floor. Yeah, they didn't need him. State to get shot that. like sixty percent from three or something in that game. Yeah, so, some yeah. ridiculous number. I um. Oh my God, what was I going to say? I think the closest recent jump from one year to the next would be Tillman's freshman to sophomore year. That's not a bad one. But we didn't see that really emerge until it was necessary when Nick Ward went out. Yeah. So it's a little different. And and Sissoko is just going to get better throughout the season. Like, he's going to, I mean, okay, so we can talk our upcoming slate. Uh, Oh man, Thursday night. I'm not going to watch this. I can't, I can't stay up for that. Get uh, your coffee, Lucas. <laughs> You'll be four hours in nitroglycerin you pills. Up. You can get up. Yeah. Maybe I might. Well, I don't know. <laughs> to see how I feel. Take uh, a nap. Take a nap. Yeah. To eat some turkey, take a nap at like five o'clock and then watch the game. Um, we play Alabama at 10 30 PM. Part of the PK invitational, the Phil Knight invitational over in Portland, right? Portland. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. yeah. What network are we on? ESPN. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's a line yet for the game, but I'd imagine it'd be a pick or pretty close. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know how good Alabama has been so far this year. 
Ken Palm, has, Ken Palm has Bama by two, so I'm guessing it'll be, like you said, somewhere between like a pick em to one or two points. Or yeah, something. maybe a two or three point favorite. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what to think of this game coming up. Um, I mean, if we win, great. Then we probably get what, North Carolina or Kansas? We play, if we win um, Thursday, we play Oregon or Connecticut. And then okay. we could we could potentially play North Carolina in the championship game if we won the first two. So. Also, Alabama has looked good, but they haven't played anybody really. Hmm. Yeah, they haven't played they, anybody. They've, they've played, played Long Island, Liberty, uh, South Alabama, and Jacksonville State. <laughs> <laughs> so we're the gonna be their first. Is, we're gonna be their first time. big test. Yeah, yeah. and that I mean, not to say they aren't a good team because they. Are Nate Oates is a great coach. He's done a good job with those guys, but that could play a huge advantage too because they just haven't been tested at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if if we somehow pull off this PK invitational and like beat North Carolina, like what? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. Never mind. I'm not gonna jinx it. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's a tough road to hoe, right? I mean, we got Alabama. Just go one like let's let's just try to win two games. No matter I was supposed to say if they beat obviously I think they can win it, but if they beat Alabama and Connecticut or Oregon, like mm-hmm. add that to the Kentucky and Villanova wins, and that's an amazing start. No one will have four wins like that in the country. I'd be interested to see what we come out ranked tomorrow. Probably top fifteen. I'm calling yeah. it top ten. I think we're gonna be top ten. It might be hard to rank it one loss team. I know the one loss was by one point, but I mean, maybe you would think they would be in that 10 to 15 range, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Sorry. They played Longwood their first game. Alabama did. I don't even know if that's a real team. (laughs) (laughs) The early season college basketball is so funny because you learn about so many colleges that you had no idea fucking existed. (laughs) That's so much different than football. There's like 360 college basketball teams and there's like 130 football. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what combo we haven't had you on, you know, I've been trying to get you on. What what are your expectations for this team this year? And I know they've changed dramatically since we originally yeah, they have. You on. like I'm usually a homer, as you guys know, but I was hoping for like before the season, I was hoping for like third or fourth place in the Big Ten, maybe maybe make a run to the Sweet 16, and then next year I thought we could be really good. But after seeing the first couple of weeks, I know it's only a couple of weeks, but I think – I mean, they can beat anybody. So I think the goal should be to be in the Big Ten hunt, title hunt in February, be, be right in the top two or three to win it, and then hopefully make a run in March. Malik Hall and – um. Hauser have a lot on the line because I think every every Izzo senior has made at least an elite eight, I think. And yeah. every everyone except for Appling and Payne have made a final four. So so you would think they're gonna make a run next this year just based on <laughs> well, the what, previous twenty five years. But what we'll what kind of what kind of creeps in my mind is we're playing pretty good basketball right now. And we've had teams in the past who've played their best basketball in November, December. And have fallen short in March. Um, the COVID year was one. Yeah, COVID year, uh, 2016, you know, Denzel just tore apart Kansas. And we're playing great in November. And I believe he got hurt and it kind of put the team in a funk for a little bit. 
went on that losing streak, and then we obviously know what happened. And then uh, 2013-14, you know, we beat Kentucky in the Champions Classic to go to number one in the country. We held that title for like a couple weeks, and then North Carolina came to town and just blew our doors out because, you know, Keith Appling fell on his wrist, and, you know, that that one little moment kind of changed can change eventually the season. Um, so that makes me worried a little bit. I, I think I think we still have our best to play ahead of us, but you know, with how well we we've looked off the bat, I, I don't want it to like peak early and then we like have a we just kind of come down to earth at the worst time possible. Yeah, you never want to peak too early. But I think but, if they if they stay healthy, I think they're gonna be okay. But. Yeah, and and the thing that the thing I think that will kind of that will kind of kind of shows that this isn't like uh oh they're coming out of the gates hop but we'll fall back down to earth is is the fight right they're never out of a game and like that is important the fact that they were able to just kind of muster up and get the stop when they needed it when a lot of them were gassed ever after playing two overtimes earlier in the week against a Villanova team that really, really, really fucking wanted it. That speaks value about this values about this team's mentality. I think that this team is returning almost every major contributor from last season. In my opinion, they've shed some dead weight. Yep. And they're pissed off and looking to, they're pissed off and looking to prove some, looking to silence some haters. So that's a pretty good spot to be in. Another crazy thing is I think I, I can't remember if it's Hogard or Sissoko, but one of them has a birthday coming up and whenever in the next couple of weeks. And so we'll have all five starters will be at least 22 years old, which wow. is like wow. unheard of for a college basketball team. That's, that's not, wow. That's I mean, has Izzo ever had that? I can't, I'm trying to, th- I was trying to think of that the other day, like, Maybe early, think, maybe early on, like maybe like O2. Right, when kids didn't really leave early. early. No, yeah, back when people didn't really leave. Yeah. It, maybe the, the O5 Final Four team was pretty old. But then again, they had a lot of guys come back for the next year. Yeah, but, but like um, like we got three, like we got three seniors. Like if you're 22, you're most times you're a senior if you're 22 or older, but Homer and Sissoko are – yeah, Hogar and Sissoko are yeah, if you're Dickinson, you're close to retirement. But Hogar and Sissoko are old for their grade too, though, because they're one of them's twenty two. I think Hogard's already twenty two and Sissoko's about to be twenty two, I think. Hmm. And they're only juniors, so that'll be nice. Plus with the COVID eligibility, I mean it just kinda it just gives you a little more runway, right? I mean, is Malik Hall an NBA player? Probably not, but you know, for what he does for MSU, like it's it's kind of important to keep him around. And I'd like to, and you know, if he, if he can if he can continue, like if he can limit the stupid turnovers he has, you know, he's always good for like he's always good for like two forced passes. He's been hanging out with Peyton Thorne too much, I think. He's had that in literally every game this year, I think. So just far. like two two. <laughs> Forced passes into into yeah. three opposing players. He I mean. he ended up doing well in the Kentucky game, but it was infuriating me when he would go down low and think like 
he could outman Ashibwe and like another Kentucky player to the rim. I'm like, what are you thinking, man? You you have like three people on you, right? Just try to get it to someone else. Get Hauser wide open in that corner. Mm-hmm. Didn't and matter Hauser, who he won, but I I remember getting really upset about that one. And Hauser has been hitting those corner threes at like a 58 percent clip. Like that's for for that type of shot. That's pretty much automatic. Like he's got he's like literally the the exact opposite of Christie too. His shot is so released or so fast. I mean. And uh, Christie takes like five seconds to get his shot off, but Hauser only needs like a half second to get it off. How's how's Christie doing? He's been playing a little bit for the Lakers, but I mean they're He's so bad. The they're, okay. they're so bad. It's not really saying much. But yeah, good for him. Shouldn't have worn number five. That's my hot take. <laughs> so you know, before we leave, before we take off. Um, does it, Combo, let me ask you this real quick. Does it infuriate you that Trey Howell, I mean, not only is wearing the number five, but is also <laughs> but is also doing the headband? No, no, I don't get worked up over the jersey numbers just because, I don't know, he's got a lot to, I think, I don't know, they need to retire Cash's numbers sooner rather than later. But, I mean, Tillman, Tillman or Trey obviously isn't as good as Tillman yet, but Tillman was wearing Draymond's number True. when Draymond got it retired, so. I don't know. But yeah, he does kind of look like Cassius out there. The game isn't looking like Cassius yet. He didn't he shoot like, like Cassius yet. No. He's well, gonna... Cassius, in... They really in... drop off. They drop like 10 feet off that man when he has the ball behind the arc. I was, was making him <laughs> laugh so much when they were leaving Trace... Trey Holloman so open. In Trey's defense, Cassius didn't really shoot like Cassius either his freshman year. So No, just a sophomore year after sophomore that. Sophomore year, he, he was amazing, though. He was yeah, like, he, he shot did, like 60%. He was, he yeah. was statistically the best three-point shooter in America. So. Yeah, he just didn't shoot enough of them. No. Um, you know, what's that Dion Waiters quote? I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 9. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that quote. So... Uh, Combo is coming off of a huge victory for his Dallas Cowboys, uh, smoking the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, I just looked it up, forty to three. Good God, that was literally the best performance I think I've ever seen them have in my adult life. You and <laughs> which you isn't saying much because they've been they've been irrelevant for so many years, but still, <laughs> that was a that was a beatdown. You and Aunt Ryder meeting up for drinks after we were, were <laughs> recording. Uh, <laughs> I just saw this, like that the Vikings are eight and two, but they have a negative point differential now. That's insane. <laughs> they've been out. They out there. They're, they've scored two hundred twenty nine points. They've been outscored to, or they've given up two hundred thirty one. That's crazy. That's well, insane. that's because they got smoked by the Cowboys. And yeah, they got smoked by the Eagles. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And then they've and also all their they, wins. I feel like are nail biting. Close. Like yeah. all of them. Um, and Carter's Falcons uh, squeaked out a good victory against the, the Chicago Bears with Bustin Fields. But uh, <laughs> but Kyle Pitts' knee is in, is in a thousand pieces. No structural damage, I guess. Ah, if you saw that, if you saw good. that video and you saw the way his his like whole leg like bent backwards, I thought he was done till next year. But they said no structural damage. I think he'll probably miss a couple weeks. So how the fuck? Up. I watched that. It looked like it. It looked like uh, who was that Bears tight end? Zach Miller, yeah, yeah. Who oh. almost had to get his leg amputated? Oh my it kind god! Of oh my god. Of that a little bit. 
I forgot about that one. Oh, that but, was you know, horrible. That was, that was Kyle. Yeah, that the was, thing, the <laughs> thing is, though, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a cyborg, so he's he's going to be just fine. Let's get him three targets a game. <laughs> it's so so weird how they use him. You draft a tight end that, or what they draft him fifth or sixth, fourth overall, overall. Fourth, fourth overall, and then you just don't feature him. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. I think I, they will. I think they will once they have a quarterback that can actually get him the ball. I, oh. I brought this up a few weeks ago, but I saw. Uh, like this meme about the Falcons, and it was the it was the scene from Moneyball where Jonah Hill is going through the players <laughs> and like what their thing is, and it was like this is Kyle Pitts. He's a six six tight end who runs a four four forty. The only problem is he's playing left tackle. <laughs> and then uh, we had the Lions going to New York and first winning streak in five years, baby. First three game win streak, yeah. First winning streak, yeah. No, first winning streak. I don't count two. I don't count back to back as a streak. You gotta count two. Two's a three is three is a streak. Two three is, is back like to back. Three is the of a streak. Yeah, two is back to back. Three is a streak. First one in five years. First one since 2017. First winning streak since 2017. Wow, two head coaches ago. That's nice. Um, yeah, that was a good game. I think the man, the running attack played so well, and Goff did enough. Goff, like that was like game manager Goff right there. Yeah, that, that it's it's ultimately my my biggest long term concern with with golf is that he's gonna do enough to stick around, and it's gonna ultimately hurt. It's ultimately gonna hurt the Lions because if everything is going well, he has enough time to throw the ball, he has enough time to make progressions, and he can find an open guy. He's great, but you can also say that about literally any quarterback on an NFL roster. Yeah, when shit hits the fan, golf is practically unplayable. It, in like 32, there are 31 defensive coordinators whose job hinges on making shit hit the fan. So like, I don't know. I would like to see, I would like to see what happens Thursday because if they lose Thursday, I'm ready to go. Okay. You got rid of some bugaboos. You beat the Packers. You went on a winning streak. You won on the road. Let's pack it in. Let's see how high this pick. Let's see. Let's see how high this pick can go. If they win Thursday, I want them to. I want them to make. I want them to. I want them to keep going for it. I want them to bring Jameson Williams. I want them to start folding in Jameson Williams. I want them to legitimately make a push. Yeah, if they win Thursday, they're somewhat in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they're in the playoff hunt right now. I mean, yeah. they they need a lot of shit to happen, but ultimately they still have a game. They have a game against the Packers. They have one game against left against each divisional opponent. And then they play the Jaguars. Um, Jets. The Jets and the... I know they have one game left against the Bears, play the Patriots. Packers, and Vikings. They have to play the Patriots, which, I mean, the Patriots they are... they did. Dumb, yeah, they got killed yeah, by... They, oh, my yeah, God. They got, they, got the, the they got the Panthers, though. Yeah, so they have the Bills on Thursday, the Jaguars, the Vikings, Jets, Panthers, um, Jets, Panthers, Bears, and lot Bears and Packers. Hmm. There's none of those games that they like can't win, you know. Right. They I mean, legit. If they, from, what if Buffalo, they went? Buffalo what if they tough, went but... out? Huh? <laughs> what if they went out? Huh? <laughs> but Buffalo's probably the most sure loss, but that's yeah. not even like a sure loss, like. Buffalo is this weird team where they should just 
dominate everybody. They should be like 10 and one or nine and one, but they're seven and three. They, they go on these weird things and I'm not convinced Josh Allen is fully healthy. I think that dude's fucking hurt and they should, I think if they were in a better divisional position, they'd probably rest him for a game or two. Gear him up for but the playoffs. Something's wrong with him. And I, I don't really care for them that much. I think they're kind of sore winners, but like, I mean, I think that they, I hope it doesn't come back to bite them in the ass. I think something's really wrong with him. And they there beat players today, but there are players who have something called the bozo gene where they're so incredibly talented. But then they have the they have these these moments that you just they do things that are so stupid and you can't explain them. Uh, Josh Allen's bozo gene is incredibly high. <laughs> I remember watching the Vikings game and thinking, okay, let's see if he walks him down the field or if his bozo gene flares up. Yeah, Michigan State football or Michigan State basketball also has a player with the with the very high bozo gene, and that would be Mister Number Eleven, where he has so much talent and he can do these things. Uh, where that just wow you on a basketball court, yeah, and then he'll have just some of the most inexplicable plays where he'll either like for some reason drop his shoulder into a defender and draw or get called for a charge, (laughs) and then or 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 he'll just forget how to dribble and just get (laughs) ripped. Yeah, he could either, yeah, he'll either posterize a guy seven inches taller than him for an and one, or he'll just hand the other team the basketball. Like, then, uh, like, like sarcastic ball, like here, just take it. <laughs> and then, and then the, almost the entire football team has Bozo 22. They just contracted <laughs> a virus of the Bozo gene. Um, it's the pandemic that needs the vaccine <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> yeah. The, the hidden pandemic that we know it. nothing about. Uh, I don't know. Combo, do you see this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, OBJ tweeted, they went crazy today. I emojis. And, I saw I saw an article came out this morning. I think and, from Ian, Ian Rappaport or whatever somebody that it's Giants are cow, Giants are Cowboys. That's where he's going to go. It sounds like. Well, the Lions probably took care of that for you. Um, <laughs> the Micah Parsons just tweeted or tweeted right after that. Come on, then. So. Oh man. OBJ. It's so Cowboys. funny. It's so funny. We're doing we're doing Iabochi season for a fucking NFL wide receiver. <laughs> That's, That's coming off a tornado. <laughs> That's, That's 30 years old coming off a torn ACL. But if, if you were going to say, like, hey, there's an NFL. <laughs> if you're going to say, hey, there's an NFL uh, wide receiver who's tweeting eye emojis like a, like an 18-year-old, like, who's it going to be? Like, who's the first name you come to in your head? It's going to be Odell. Oh, I was going to say probably Odell. <laughs> Trust me, as as a Rams fan, I've been praying for his return, and I'm just – I'm over it. And You know what? I want, I want Odell to double down and have Hayes Fawcett make a graphic for him. <laughs> <laughs> the, sky, want, the sky graphic. Yeah. All He's glory like to God. 100 and, in the 110, 110% <laughs> committed. That'd be funny. Uh, I hope gonna, the Cowboys get him. We'll see, though. I don't know what happened to my team today. I, I don't want to. I heard something. I don't know. I just don't. Stafford get another concussion? I don't know. Like yeah, he did. He did get the, did they confirm it? That's because I saw. No, they haven't confirmed they haven't it confirmed yet. confirmed it. But I that's mean, bad getting two in three weeks. That's that's never a good thing. No, he might. Kelly's Kelly's voice on her podcast this weekend is going to be so shrill. Only <laughs> dogs are going to be able to hear what she's saying. 
I mean, she's going to want him to not, she's going to want him to retire. She yeah. is going to Karen like no Karen has ever Karen before. It is going to be this dictatorship that is the NFL. <laughs> it's making him play. <laughs> she's she's going to want to boycott Sean McVay or like protest him or something. Yeah, whatever. You're going to top five draft pick it. Maybe even top three at this point because they play <laughs> they play Kansas City next week. <laughs> Good luck. And then they play Kenny and the Seahawks. Like, that's a winnable game, but no shot. No no chance. Um, I don't know. I don't know where another win's coming. So we might gift you Will Anderson at this point. All that matters, you guys got a Super Bowl out of it, though. So at the end of the day, it matters. But yeah, that sucks. We did. When your team, when your team sucks, and you've traded your number, your first round pick, that's Dude. nothing's but nothing's worse. Dude, nine months ago, I'm like, this fucking rules. It's great to be on top again, and then, then seven months later, I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on here? We're, we're one like of the worst that, teams in football. It's like the it's me like reaping, that. me sowing. Yeah, that's, I was just about to say that. Wait, what? It's, you know, that tweet that's like me reaping. Ha ha ha. Yes. <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. Me sewing. Well, what the, f- wait, fuck this. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, kind of like MSU football though, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, yeah at the end of last year, we were all on cloud nine and now we're, we're definitely blowing. having, we're definitely having a, so we're definitely having a reaping sewing season. Yeah, now we're I'm like just, fire every uh, assistant coach. Like fire everyone teams. but Brandon Jordan, basically. <laughs> My football teams last year went 27 and seven and this year and a peach bowl title and a super bowl title and this year, they are a combined three or eight and uh, 14 or eight and 13. So man, what a great, <laughs> just great. Whatever. Um, I'm just watching the NFL now. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm just watching to watch like, I'm a Pat Mahomes stan. I've always have been. So I'll just continue to be on his bandwagon. Um, You're going to root for Odell Beckham on the Cowboys. With me. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I can't do it. <laughs> if, if they get to the Super Bowl, I'll root for the Cowboys for you. For you. Right, I appreciate it. I will do that for you. Unless they're playing Pat Mahomes, then it's going to be like. Which they probably uh, will. And he'll probably throw for seven touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> um. Gumbo, thanks for coming on. It was great to finally get you on here after a couple weeks of uh, yeah. just not working out, of you ducking us. You know, <laughs> pulling, up, pulling a uh, blueprint, Trev. That's <laughs> yeah. how I like to refer, refer to it as. <laughs> Waffling flake blueprint, Trev. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, guys. Well, let's let's hopefully let's have a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to our listeners. We love you all. Um, our part, you're our, you're our family, our partners, our brothers, our sisters, um, be safe. And especially if you got a shit ton of snow, like I did, I got like two feet of snow at my house. Um, it sucks. So couldn't really go anywhere, but whatever. Um, let's hopefully best case scenario. We're talking next week and we are uh, six and one, but we'll see if we're five and two or something like that afterwards. Um, Folks, fellas, go green. Go white. Go white.